Jesus is to me. It's a wonderful thing that we can gather together. Uh, tonight is Saturday and uh, to have church, to understand how precious the Lord is. Uh, before we go any further, I just want to announce this, a little announcement and then we'll pray. Sister Indira Ramnurine has had a little accident and uh, I believe that she's broken her shoulder and it's a painful thing of course and it's gonna be a long time for healing and we want to remember her and uh, there are others amongst us and uh, that uh, would require prayer as well that needs God's help whatever situation you may be in we want to pray for you tonight uh, next Wednesday I am going in for a procedure something to do with the heart and we want to pray that God would undertake in everything I know that God has got my heart but uh, it uh, still requires some prayer so why don't we all stand at this time and join me in prayer and ask God to give us a good weekend praise the Lord father tonight we want to thank you so much that we can call upon you thank you for your mercy thank you for your grace thank you for your love and your compassion Thank you, Lord, that uh, you are our Father, we are your children, and in times of need and problems, we can turn to you, Father. You are our only hope, our only strength. And Father, we can lift up our eyes unto the hills from whence come in our help. And tonight we bring our problems before you, Lord. Remember, Sister Indira, 
suffering here? Yes, yeah, she's going through this uh, trial, oh, Father, oh, yes. this Father. time of suffering. We pray that, Lord, you'll encourage her heart and give her the strength, increase her faith, her trust, and her confidence in you, Father. We ask your Father, protection and guidance for the rest of your people, Lord. Bless our service tonight. We commit my procedure before you, Lord, next week in your hand, Father. Lord, you are in control of all things. And Father, we give you thanks. You have never failed us. Bless this week and we pray in Jesus' precious and wonderful name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. You could be seated, please. Today, uh, it's already the 30th of July. And uh, this year is going pretty fast. The end of July seems like it's going to be the end of summer. And uh, we just got a few more warm days ahead of us. And, but we're glad that regardless of the climatical conditions and the weather conditions, we still have church. And the Word of God is never short in our midst. It's always adequate uh, for us. And we're thank, thankful to the Lord tonight. Uh, for the opportunity we have to be in church. There are individuals around the world that uh, do not have what we have here. We've got a beautiful facility here in Mississauga that we can come together and worship God and that we can enjoy the luxuries that God has brought, blessed us with. And there are people that don't have a building and don't have the, the liberty that we have to, to have service. And so we are blessed tonight. And I'm appreciative to, uh, for everyone that's here physically in this building. And you came on out and may the Lord continue to bless you and give you whatever needs there are in your life. God has blessed us uh, uh, with, uh, with our pastor and he's been taking time to teach us the word of God. And, and we are grateful for that. Uh, uh, last Wednesday night um, was a good service, it's a good lesson. Um, I believe it was dealing specifically with uh, the way we conduct our lives and ourselves and the way we walk. You know, today I was thinking about that uh, earlier in the service. You ask anyone, scarcely you will find an answer if you ask them how they're feeling or how, how things are with you. There is scarcely a, 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 an answer that, oh, everything's good. I'm just perfect. Now, there are so many problems and so many needs and, and sicknesses and, and challenges that people would face. If it's not a sickness, it's a problem with a family member. If it's not a family member, it's maybe a financial problem or an employment problem or a habit that you're trying your very best to shake and to get deliverance from. Well, this is a good place to be. And uh, uh, we sang that song tonight, and I really appreciate the songs that we have been singing here uh, and appreciate the band that was so helpful uh, to, to allow us to sing and to worship God. To make a life complete is just like my Lord. And sometimes you may feel that things are not going well with you. And I get that feeling most of the times. Things are not going well. Feel that uh, one time you feel you're on top of the mountain. You feel everything is nice. And, 
and uh, you're expecting a good day. But the back of my head, I know that before the day comes to an end, something is going to happen. It's not that my faith would predict the future. No, but something will happen. And I'm, the more I get to understand God and the way He works and the way He operates in my life is the more I can rely on Him uh, and depend upon Him and understand that He is in control of all things. Whether it's good and bad, and that's our human vocabulary that we describe that situation, good and bad. I don't think God sees it as good, good and bad, and He sees it as part of the process that He's taking us through. Sometimes we feel good, and sometimes we don't feel good. And uh, many a times we feel that God has forsaken us. Well, He has not forsaken us. It's that uh, we have to go through whatever He wants to take us through. You see, He that has begun, I think the Scripture says, He had begun this work in us, is able to complete it uh, towards the end. And uh, you might be a quarter of your journey in experiencing some challenges. Well, it takes those challenges. He'll take those problems. It'll take one person losing their job. It'll take one person having a sickness and having an accident. Someone might uh, uh, have their child leave home or misbehave or fall into some problems. All kinds of challenges that we'll face. But the more we get to understand God is the more our faith would be strong in Him. Trust in the Lord. Solomon, I think, made state, uh, that statement. It might have been the third chapter of Proverbs. When he says, uh, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. It's easy for me to tell you to trust in the Lord when things are going well with me. <laughs> it's easy for me to tell you, Pray and God will give you another job when I'm still employed. It's easy for me to tell you, pray for your healing when I have no sickness in my body. But when I'm going through the problems and when I'm going through certain situations in life, it, uh, it's a different feeling altogether. I remember when, uh, when my uh, mom uh, passed away and the, the, the casket was right here in, in this uh, sanctuary. And I was standing by that, uh, that pillar in the corner and uh, I was grieving by myself and uh, my, uh, one of my relatives came over and put her hand on my shoulder and it's comforting with all good intentions. She was comforting me and she says, uh, uh, Sam, I know what you're going through. You know, my heart is with you. I know exactly what you're going through. And uh, my, my humanity arose, was resurrected at the inside and I turned to her and I regretted it afterwards, but I turned to her and says, have you lost your mom? She said, no. I says, then you don't know what I'm going through. It was very rude and cruel. But you understand what I mean. Until you go through that situation yourself, when a mom, when a mother loses a child, they can relate to one another mother that has lost their child. And so we sometimes, God allows us to go through certain situations in life and certain things in life that we could be of strength and help and assistance to those that are going through their trials and their hard time in life. But God has been good and He is faithful 
even unto death he's faithful and so we appreciate the lord so much we get to understand god we need to understand him so much and the way we understand the lord is by understanding his word you know there are thousands of churches around the world today and people attend church for different reasons i know that a relative of mine very close relative of mine was uh, attending church part of the anglican church because he wanted a, a part of a, a burial plot in the cemetery and people would go to church for certain reasons even in the body of christ we find that even though we have come a far way people we come to church uh, uh, may not be with a whole love and, and, and uh, a desire for God might have been the church might become just like a security blanket uh, to a, like a child's security blanket that you feel uncomfortable if you don't come to church I got to come because my pastor is going to uh, call me or somebody's going to ask about me no uh, it's uh, it's the desire when, uh, when the scripture says I was glad when they said to me come and let us go to the house of the Lord when it's Saturday night, or Saturday morning, uh, there should be a joy of coming to the house of the Lord. Amen. There should be an inward joy and a craving and a hunger and a thirst uh, for God in our lives, knowing that we'll come here. And you know what? It's not only I'm here, not only to listen to the word of God, which is precious. And I really appreciate Reverend Singh taking the time out. Uh, to, to study God's word and give it to us. Most of the times I don't even feel like getting up to speak. Uh, and their individuals would uh, come here not only to hear the word of God, uh, not only to feel the presence of God or sing the songs, but you know, it, our hearts rejoice greatly when I look around and I see individuals here in the sanctuary we can fellowship together we can pray together we can sing together we can talk and to me like sunday to sunday is such a far way out that during that course of time during the week it's like too far we need to fellowship a little more and get together some more and uh, you know what the scripture talks about to the disciples that they continue daily in breaking bread from house to house and in fellowship in one accord and breaking bread from house to house and we are in a time right now because the world is taking such a great pull on the hearts and the lives of God's people that we find it difficult for us to unite together I uh, turn on the radio you turn on today in in Toronto you turn on the radio uh, might, might be uh, you go to your news channel you try to find some good news or the weather forecast and everything you see is just uh, uh, a celebration uh, is it uh, is it uh, uh, Caribbean celebration caravan or something they're celebrating and when you look at that and you see uh, you spent five minutes is a long time to even look at something like that it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, something that would uh, mess your mind up and you see the way the people dress and their their costumes are are so vulgar and inappropriate and that's what our society is producing today and our kids would have to grow up and live in a society 10 15 20 years ago uh, our our society was different uh, our upbringing was different 
there were different requirements and, and principles. As a matter of fact, uh, in, in businesses, there are policies in, in companies that you have to dress a certain way. Remember, working for a, a company in Mississauga, in uh, uh, the uh, human resource person, were, uh, they were unable to deal with a situation, a certain situation with a female employee. Uh, it was an issue with her dressing. And he turned to me and asked me to deal with it because she reported directly to me. And it was a technical issue, but it was part of the policy of the company, a dress code. And you could not, have, you could not wear a miniskirt and go to the office. You could not dress inappropriately and go to the office. Uh, it was not tolerated. Uh, you'll have, a, you'll have a, 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 a verbal warning and you'll have a written warning and you have a suspension, progressive dismissal, and after that they'll fire you uh, because of inappropriate dressing or inappropriate behavior. And today we find that uh, you look in a, on, the, on the television, you look at a church service and you don't know, sometimes you don't know if it's the carnival or if it's a, 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 a concert or church is happening. Things are getting so out of control. And uh, I wonder what is happening to our moral standing and our spiritual growth and development in God. And may God help us as we draw towards the end of the age, like last Wednesday night, we need to understand how important it is when Paul was writing to the church uh, of, of Colossians, uh, he, uh, of Colossae, he says, uh, uh, we need to walk, anybody remember? Not circumspectly. In Colossians, it was a W, word, word starts with W. Worthy. We need to walk worthy and to, to God in all pleasing. We need to be careful how we, we conduct ourselves. What does it mean to walk worthy? Well, we need to understand what God is all about. We need to understand His laws and His commandments and His precepts. I just want to just turn to Colossians for a, for, for a few minutes here in the first chapter of, of the book of Colossians. When Paul was writing uh, to the Colossians, he says here, in verse 9, he says, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. And this is one of the things I really thank God for, our ministry, that do not spend his time only studying the Word of God or, or, or doing about his own business. But we have heard it mentioned time and time again that our names are called individually uh, before God in his prayer. I appreciate that, that my name is mentioned, and maybe that is why I'm still alive today. There may be the reason why I'm still in church today, because someone prayed for me, and I, I'm grateful for that. I want that to continue. It is always good. Sometimes we, we focus so much on our needs, and we ignore the needs that exist around about us. There's so many things around us that we can pray for. And uh, someone asks the question, how long should I spend in my personal devotion? How long should I pray? Well, uh, it depends how much time you've got, or how much time you could make. <clears throat> because if you start a pray for individuals, uh, and you start to name them one by one, and there are so many needs that exist <clears throat> in our world today, that an hour spending before God is not enough. 
And when we spend our time, it's best for you to name five people and focus on those five people. When you pray, rather than spend uh, that time, five minutes, praying for 20 people and just brush by you, just say a prayer. That is not a, an effective prayer. It's just uh, praying prayers. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's saying prayers and not praying. And, but it's good when you can get before God and, uh, and uh, name that person and an individual and the needs of that person comes to your mind. And you remember the struggles that person is going through. Bring that before God in prayer identify that itemize that name that uh, the situation that that person is going through before God and, and let your soul reach out to God for that individual now this is the reason why we have the book of Colossians because Paul and the Apostles prayed uh, for the people and he said here he says uh, for this cause we also since we heard it we do not cease verse 9b to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will filled with the knowledge of his will when we work and earlier i said about it we can be filled with the knowledge of the policies of the company we can be filled with all the, the, the policies of society and some of the laws and legislations of our, our our country but are we filled with the knowledge of god's will what does god really want for me uh, what does he want for me uh, when I want to buy a house? What does he want for me when I want to buy a car? What does he want for me when I want to buy a, 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 a clothes, or a, a garment, a dress, or a suit, or a necktie, or apparel? What does he want? What is God's will for me? Well, if we can look at his word and understand what his word is, we'll know what his will is, and we'll get the full knowledge of his will. And when we understand what his will is, that we'll do his will and then we'll be blessed and we'll do according to his will and the reason why many people are, are, are finding it so hard is because they don't understand the will of God and the Word of God the laws and the precepts I appreciate God every day for the scriptures I appreciate God every day for the laws and the precepts and the commandments if I keep God's law I would be blessed you see I understand that if I disobey God's law and His commandments, I would be cursed. Blessings of God does not necessarily mean that I'll have a house and, and riches and materialistic things. No, it might be that I can lay down at night on my bed and the scripture says, Your, your sleep shall be sweet. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. But sometimes the reason why, and I know individuals go through this, the reason why they'll have to have medication before they could sleep. They'll have to take medication and do certain uh, uh, therapy before they can go to sleep at night. And they're up in the morning, early, and all night. And the reason for that is because they have not the knowledge or the strength or the faith enough uh, to control what comes into the mind. You see, the mind is very important. This mind is very important. Very and all sorts of things come in your mind. When you lie down and you try to focus, and I have been there, as much as you try to read, it's, a, it's the worst time for you to pray if you're lying down. Don't try to lie down and pray if you're not able to pray when you're standing up. Uh, you'll fall asleep. And these are certain things and secrets and, and areas that we have over the years learned to do things, practical things. 
and uh, sometimes you'll lie down and you want you, you try to uh, try to, to sleep and you start to think about what's going to happen tomorrow on the job uh, I'm supposed to have this report delivered uh, uh, get ready and, and prepared uh, or am I going to lose my job and they're talking about dung sizing and all kinds of thoughts coming in your mind and that's not only that depends on what you focus on for the, 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 the during the course of the day what you what you get your mind feed on for the course of the day if your mind was feeding on spiritual things uh, you would not have a problem uh, going to bed at night and sleeping whatsoever things are lovely the scripture says whatsoever things are good whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are of good report and that is why it's a wrong thing and it's very bad to look at the news before you go to bed at night. It is best for you to read a scripture. And I've, I've, I've said this to the young people class. I read a chapter of the book of Proverbs depending on what day it is in the month. If today is the 30th of July, before I go to bed at night, I would read the 30th chapter of the book of Proverbs. I read the scripture or if I keep my mind there are so many uh, uh, lessons that we need to get caught up on not because I listened to a lesson once mean that I've, I've, I've grasped everything that that lesson has for me no I find that I don't know if you might be, be able more capable of doing this but I find that every time I listen to a lesson and I re-listened to that. I learned something or certain, some things would jump out to me that I've never heard mentioned in the first time I listened. That's because we don't, we are not able to focus 100% the first time. But we listen it again. And we are determined to feed on things that are spiritual. The scripture says, He, he filled the hungry with good things. And there are so many good things in the Word of God and the lessons we have been receiving. So many good things that would help every one of us to face every day that lies ahead and every challenge. You name the challenge. You name the difficulty. You name the problem. And it has been answered right here in this book from this pulpit so many times. If we could just focus in on those scriptures and those lessons and those areas that God has instructed us. My God, we'll be able to overcome certain things in our lives. And Paul says, he says, whatsoever things are of good report. The news today is never a good report. It's always bad report. And so when we focus on that, and when the COVID-19 started out, or, or, uh, earlier part of the, uh, the, the pandemic, uh, uh, we were all guilty of this. We are just finding out what's going on, what's happening, what's going to happen tomorrow, what the government is going to do. And we lighting at night and we can't sleep. You know why? Because we are focusing our minds, we're feeding on things that are not of good report, things that are bad report. But when I can focus... On things that Paul can talk about and the good things of life and the testimonies we are hearing where God has helped his people focus on these things and when we keep our minds on God we listen to godly songs and spiritual songs not everything that says Christian music is good music for, to listen to not everything that says gospel songs means that it's a good song to listen to because sometimes the lyrics in those songs are not appropriate for you to listen to. Sometimes the music in there is not uh, healthy 
for your spiritual growth and development. I know sometimes when I'm going home at night, I will put on a Christian station and listen to the songs. And you don't know if it's a, if it's a rap song, if it's a gospel rap or what is going on. I would just turn that radio off because my mind coming from church has been blessed. And I don't want it to be perverted with some things that are just non-spiritual. And that is why we have get, we're getting lessons like we heard here on Wednesday night. We need to try those that say they're apostles. I think was it a church at Ephesians in, in Revelation, the second chapter? When the, when, when the, the scripture says uh, uh, they were able to try those that say they were apostles and are not, but found them liars. And such are false apostles. Uh, Paul said, I think we looked at that scripture. Might have been in this, uh, the, the, the 12th chapter of 2 Corinthians on Wednesday night. Such are false prophets. Such are false apostles. They have uh, transformed themselves into, as angels or apostles of Christ. But really they were not. Not everyone that said Jesus is Lord. Uh, is representing God correctly. But you look at their lifestyle, you look at their, 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 the way they're speaking and what they're saying and how they conduct themselves. I thank God for good leadership that we have in our time, in our age, in our dispensation. We may not see it. Now someone may say, well, there's an imperfection. Well, when we are perfected, God will take us out of the picture. But God permits things to happen to allow us to grow. And to develop and to overcome certain things in our own lives. And may God help us to appreciate every single lesson, every single service that he has blessed us with. That we can find ourselves here today. You see, Paul was writing to the church of Rome. When he says, he says, they've been ignorant of God's righteousness. You see, they don't know the laws of God and the priests of God. And they're, they're, they're not full of the knowledge of God's will. They're being ignorant of God's righteousness went about to establish their own righteousness. And their own righteousness would be self-righteousness. And that is why Jesus made a statement, might have been in Matthew, when he says, Accept your righteousness, exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. You would not be able to enter the kingdom of God. Now the Pharisees and the scribes, and we have heard it recently, uh, the Pharisees were the straightest, straightest of the sect, of, 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 of uh, religion. And they kept the laws of God outwardly. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Uh, thou shalt not covet. They kept that out outwardly, and they kept it to the letter. Uh, they, you couldn't point your finger at one of the Pharisees or Paul a Pharisee and uh, accuse him of transgression of God's law. But he kept it outwardly. But Jesus said unto you, he says, uh, it has been said, thou shalt not kill. But I say unto you, you see, God did not make, Jesus did not make the law uh, easier. He did not come to abolish the laws and the precepts and the commandments of God. He came to make it harder. And more difficult. He says, but I say unto you, it has been said, thou shall not kill. But I'm saying unto you, if you hate your brother in your heart, you are a murderer. As much as John in the, in the, in the epistle of John, when he was writing, he says, uh, he says, God is light. He says, and if you say that you have light, and if you hate your brother in your heart, he says, you are walking in darkness. 
Uh, he says, you don't have the light of God. You have, you're walking in darkness. And I examine my life. When I'm reading scriptures like that, I do a self-examination. A self-analysis of my own life. Understanding the importance of me to keep God's law. To keep the commandments to walk worthy uh, to, unto Him and all pleasing. When I mean all pleasing, when I'm when I at home, what the shows that I watch. Would, that, would I be comfortable if the Lord Jesus sits right next to me and both of us watch that show? Would I be comfortable uh, with him sitting next to me when, I'm in, uh, when I go out for dinner with some friends or uh, some, some uh, co-workers? Uh, would I be comfortable with him sitting right next to me and enjoying the conversation? that's being carried on would i be comfortable oh, with uh, with the lord sitting right next to me uh, when i go for a concert i'm sitting down right in the in the crowd and and everybody's cheering and and shouting would i be comfortable if the lord jesus right, sit right next to me would i be comfortable with him visiting me in my home unexpectedly if i know that he's coming would i spend Hours and hours, maybe days, getting my house prepared and, and getting things in order. Uh, grocery shopping and cleaning up things and putting away magazines and books and, and, and videos that uh, we don't want him to see. Put them away. Or would it be okay? He can pop in anytime. Well, I'm telling you this tonight. He visits you every day. He sees you every day. He sees where you walk. He sees your conversation. He listens to your conversation. He sees when you shop for certain things. He sees in your heart, not only outwardly, but he sees my heart. And this allows me to have a great fear and reverence for God when he sees my heart. Because the heart, the scripture says, is evil and it's desperately wicked. But you know, tonight I feel good in my spirit. Because we've got an opportunity to make a life complete is just like my Lord. He does not finish the job halfway. He does not leave it half finished or, or three quarter finished. When he starts a work in your life, regardless of the process that he's taking you through, regardless of the mountains that you got to climb, regardless of when you feel that you're always faced with challenges and your, your days like darkness and not light, regardless of the people you've lost in your life, regardless of the bills you have to pay, regardless of unemployment and the situations that you're going through, regardless of that, you know that there is an end result of everything. You see, the world sees you right now for what you are. And the world will criticize you for what you are tonight. But God sees you differently. He sees you what you are, yes. But He sees what He's able to make out of you to make a life complete. is just like my Lord. To make a life complete is just like my Lord. To give a peace so sweet is just like my Lord. When friends give you up. And family give you up. And your neighbors give you up. And everyone give you up. Jesus will not give you up. To make a life complete is just like my Lord. He'll take a man or a woman that's wrecked by sin. And everyone, because we're of our humanity, our foot would slip. And we'll do things and we get caught in a situation we're embarrassed about. 
We don't want to disclose it to anybody. And you feel guilty. You bow your head down. and You walk with shame and guilt so much. But when you return to your friends, they hate you for that. Relatives would hate you for that. But when you turn to Jesus, it's like that prodigal son. I'm tired eating pig's food. I'm tired with this life I'm living in. I'm tired with the frustrations of this world. They see me for who I am. My evil, my sinfulness, my wickedness. But I'm turning to my Father. I know He's waiting for me. Without stretch arms, He'll receive me. Uh, I can turn to Him to make a life complete. He'll take a man that's wrecked by sin. And those fragments and pieces that are broken and torn apart, He begins to put them back together again. It's just like my Lord. I thank God tonight for the Lord Jesus. He was wounded for our transgression, the scripture says. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And by His stripes, we are healed. Tonight we can face tomorrow. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. I'm so glad for this place. I can call it the lighthouse. When the storms hit me, and the waves hit me, and my boat is being rocked and tossed to and fro, I can reach out. There's a lighthouse there that's always shining that I can return to and have life, and I can save my life, and I can be safe and secure. This place is a blessed place to be in. And tonight, I'm so glad that we can find peace and comfort in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's walk worthy of the Lord in everything. Everything that I do, let's, let's put ourselves in, and judge ourselves and measure ourselves according to the Word of God. And God will bless us. He promised us a blessing. I'm so blessed tonight to be here. This is a wonderful place to be. There's hope for every one of us in this assembly. There's hope for us. Let's not give up. Let's hold on to Jesus, for He is the author and the finisher of our salvation. So tonight I'm thankful today. Hallelujah. Amen. Every day that I live here, I am blessed. In the morning. Why don't we all stand and sing this night? Amen. We are all tonight. Come on. Blessed. I am blessed. Every day that I live here, I am blessed. When I wake up in the morning, till I lay my head to rest, I am blessed. Well, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. Every day
till I lay my head. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. Well, I am blessed. That I live here, I am blessed. When I wake up with my head to rest, I am blessed. I am blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, tonight, we're so glad that you're our Father. Thank you for your many blessings. Lord, thank you for your protection, your provisions. And Lord, for your help in guiding us. Tonight, we call upon you as your children. Father, there are needs in our lives that we bring before you tonight. Oh God, there are burdens that we carry. There's a heavy load and some of us are under chains of darkness that's holding us in captivity. We pray tonight for liberty. We pray for freedom. We ask, Lord, that you'll break those chains and, oh God, lift those burdens. And Father, set your people free. Oh God, remember the needs that exist in our midst. Father, we commit in your hand. Oh Lord, we bring our children before you. Oh God, every one of them, Father, that faced, that facing a, a terrible future. Lord, we ask that you'll minister strength and guidance and encouragement to every one of their hearts, Lord. Touch every parent tonight. Oh, God, we pray for wisdom and direction and guidance that you allow every parent, Lord, to raise their child up according to your word and your principles. Help us to understand your laws and to know your will and to do your will, to walk worthy of, oh, God, your calling in our lives. Bless us, we pray. Bless our service tomorrow. We ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Remember your offering. God bless you. <laughs>